off the Buckbusters! Woo! Playoff yeah. edition, baby. Playoffs have started. Yeah, officially. First uh, game is currently being played right oh now between shit. Washington and Boston. Washington literally just tied it as two as we speak. Yeah, um, here we are. The quest oh. for Lord Stanley. Oh, oh, oh. lordy. <laughs> really, yeah. I barely squeaked over the line there, Nick Ricci. Yeah, anyway, uh, the quest for Lord Stanley has, uh, has officially begun. You know, I... Long time coming for the 21 season, but here we are, boys. Been, so, through, been through hell and back. Multiple teams yes. have been through shit, and it's it's been a th- been a rough season. But hey, we're here. We made it. We're in. Woo! Thank freaking god. All right, it's about so, time to get this thing started. Yeah, so let's jump into it. So, I uh, before we get into our personal payoff predictions, we're gonna jump right into you know week uh, going going back to week one, where each team would uh we where we thought each team would end up. Versus where they actually are as of today. Um, obvi- obviously, there's still a couple of regular season games that don't friggin' matter between uh, was it Calgary and Vancouver, Vancouver because yeah. of the whole Vancouver outbreak. But hey, whatever, it's fine. So let's get it started. Uh, let's start going back to the North Division. Uh, what? Uh, where do they stand now, Kyle? The North Division. What's the final standings? Yeah, final standings as of today at recording. The final standings today, as of the end of the recording today. Sorry, give me one second here. I, <laughs> I thought you were ready, dude. <laughs> I literally just had them. I don't know where they just went. All right, well, let's go. Uh, let's actually okay, start. I got it, I got it. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Vancouver finished in seventh. Uh, Ottawa in sixth. Calgary in fifth. And then four to one is Montreal, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Toronto. All right. Uh, I'll start it off while everybody else gets prepared. I'm actually at the beginning of the season. I had Ottawa finishing dead last, which you know, congrats to them for being not being a a freaking complete garbage team. Uh, then Vancouver, Montreal actually missing out in the playoffs. Winnipeg, Calgary, Toronto, and then Edmonton finishing out top. Yep. I then I had um Ottawa coming last, Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, and Winnipeg coming on top. I also had I had the Sens coming in last. I had the Canadians going in sixth, with Vancouver going in fifth, and then the Jets, Leafs, Flames, and Oilers. So yeah, I got none I, of the I got none of the exact positionings right, but I got two of the top three correct, just in the wrong order. I, I had, had uh, Toronto and Edmonton being in the top three. So I feel like we all kind of had a similar thing with Ottawa being the basement team of the year, uh, at least for the North. Um, I had Ottawa in seventh. Um, I had Ottawa in seventh. I had Vancouver in sixth. I had. Hold on. I actually had Calgary in fifth outside of the playoffs. Fourth, I had Winnipeg. Uh, third, I had Toronto. Uh, second, I had Vancouver. And first, I had Edmonton. Okay, okay. Okay, for mine, I had. Are we going from seven to one or one to seven? Seven to one. I had mine were, um, I had the Canucks in seven, followed by Winnipeg, so I thought Winnipeg was going to drop this year, and apparently I was wrong. Followed by the Habs, the Flames. Coming in third was Toronto. Ottawa, I thought, was going to do good. I put them at number two, and I had to take it. I had to give the crown to Edmonton at number one. So, all, I, all, all pretty close in the top three, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no bubble. You fucking nailed it on the spot with putting Vancouver dead last. <laughs> <laughs> Never, I honestly, 
I think well, we I wasn't mentioned it last week. It. They're one of the most <laughs> the surprisingly bad teams I saw this Van, year. Well, Vancouver, yeah. they, they're one of those teams where they normally always have good runs, and every team has to have one of those drop-offs here. Well, and I feel like that was... And not to discredit him because he is a phenomenal goaltender, but I feel like after they picked up Braden Holtby, he kind of fell yeah. off the deep end really quick because, you know, <laughs> he was so used to playing with, with the offensive core and the defensive core of Washington that I guess it was almost kind of a culture shock, I guess, when he went over to Vancouver. <clears throat> yeah. So. De- definitely one of those, uh, one of the two goaltenders in the North Division that actually show their true colors, the other one being. You know, Matt, Matt Murray of the Ottawa Senators showing their true colors with mm-hmm. a defensively weak mm-hmm. team in, in that division. It yep. still irritates me that Matt Murray went to Ottawa. Of every yeah. freaking yeah. team in the league, Ottawa. People are like, oh, Ottawa's going to be good this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look what happened. No, there. no. Look what happened. No, no, no. no. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like the Red Wings of the North. <laughs> yeah, no, enough. no, he's got a point. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the wild, wild west. Uh, Kyle, why don't you lead us off the final standings? Right from eight to one, we got Anaheim, San Jose, and LA. Of course, no surprise the Cali teams being the bottom three. Uh, then Arizona just missing out of the playoffs by a couple games, followed by four to one with St. Louis, Minnesota, Vegas, and Colorado. So I actually got my predictions mostly right, at least the bottom four from the top four. Uh, the bottom three being the California teams, fifth place being Arizona, fourth place being Minnesota. Third, St. Louis, and then two going two and one is uh, Colorado and Vegas, which you know. Actually, I actually did the opposite. I nailed again. I nailed the top four and bottom four. I had from eight to one, L.A., Arizona, Anaheim, and San Jose. I knew San Jose wasn't going to be great, but I thought they were going to be at least at least a little closer to the playoffs than they were last season. No. Um, but I've been I was saying from day one of the season, these guys know this. I said I said Colorado is going to finish top of that division. Yeah. Which is I got that correct with, and I also corrected. Got correct, excuse me, Vegas being in second, but then I flopped the uh, the Blues and Wild in the, top, the three and four. Mm. So. I had um, the Ducks coming in last, the Kings in seventh, the Sharks in sixth, um, Arizona, I mean, the Wild just barely missing the playoffs, the Coyotes fourth, and then Colorado third, Vegas second. Oh, you had the Yotes making it this year. I mean, that, that was a bold prediction. They came close. Yeah. They came very close. I and then um, I had um, um, Colorado third, um, the Blues second, and then Vegas first. Mm-hmm. But the one that surprised me was the Wild, actually. Yeah, man, Kirill Capper's out, man. Oh, I mean, Cam Talbot had one, probably a vi- one of his greatest seasons he's had in a while. I, I think yeah. with that Kirill, Minnesota definitely, it would have been, you know, Arizona and Minnesota out, for yeah. sure. He he definitely bolstered that, uh, that four-core of Minnesota. Not saying that they have a terrible four core, just add an extra oomph into it. Absolutely, absolutely. So from eight to one, for me, I had, believe it or not, I had the Coyotes in eighth. Okay. I had the Coyotes. I had the Kings. I had the Sharks, the Ducks. And then in the top four, I had the Wild, the Blues. Nice in the abs. So pretty much all of us nailed the top four, just yeah. in different orders. Yeah, but. and then uh, with Bobo being absent right now, uh, he had from bottom to top: Sharks, Kings, Wild, Coyotes, and then top four being Vegas, Colorado, 
They actually have Anaheim in second, which is, I mean, for Bobo, that's not surprising. But I mean, oh, I mean right. and, then, <laughs> and then he actually has on top of the division uh, St. Louis, which I, mean, I I can get. But I mean, yeah, I, I would have. I mean, I mean we're, we're, they, they were another team that struggled with COVID a little bit, weren't they? No, or did they not get struck that bad? No, it it was with Tarasenko missing a chunk of that season, yeah, which definitely, true. which in all respect, definitely hurt them. Which I I can see, you know, Bobo's point with Tarasenko being in. That definitely would have bolstered them oh, a little sure. more. Yeah. That's why I had him like no higher. And then Bennington, the first half of the season, wasn't doing the greatest. Same, just like he did in the Stanley Cup on that second half of the season, he he, he, he jumped. Beat, he beat the living shit out of everybody that he played against, and it was really entertaining to watch him how well he played. The only yeah. reason I had Anaheim so high is because they're due for a good season, and I thought this year might be the year, especially with a shortened season. Yeah, I thought maybe they can get their shit you know, together. This, this, they can any, barely... anybody's time to shine. Yeah, maybe, that's maybe kind of. Them. But then you also got to look at the past of them, and even during a regular season, they had a problem barely, barely making it as far as possibly contending for a playoff spot. And now with the shortened season and everything being so much more intense and dare I say division focused, I was kind of surprised they were struggling mm-hmm. just to be making the playoffs this year. Yeah. Well, I I think their biggest problem is their their core. I mean, mm-hmm. they have a very they have, like many other you know big big name teams out there. You know, you look at Pittsburgh, you look at Boston, Pittsburgh, uh, Washington. Sorry, no, the, their their core, they're they're getting up there. They're getting up yeah. there in age. You know, versus some of these younger teams. You know. Like uh, Toronto, Edmonton, Buffalo, you know, they have these very, very young and inexperienced cores. So and I, I feel like it definitely makes it tough for some of these older teams to make it. All right, so let me ask you guys this. If one of these quote-unquote older teams do win the Cup, who and who do you think would retire if they would retire? Who could you see out of, like, if Boston would win, or Washington, or Pittsburgh, or even a team like St. Louis where they're getting up there? Would you see anybody retiring out of that core after they win the Cup? Or would you? I know we already... Boston, Char would probably definitely be, you mean be deciphering it. Or Washington, yeah, sorry. I'm so used to, so used to saying Char in the, uh, the black and gold. I think if you look at any team, it could be either Anaheim or San Jose. Anaheim with Getzov... And San Jose with Mardo, because yeah. both those guys are pretty old. Obviously, Mardo being the old, one of the oldest players in the league. You know. Even going as far as Toronto, like Jumbo Joe, potentially, like he's he's getting up there. I kind of forgot that uh, Getzlop does have a tr- uh, Stanley Cup back in those seven with the Ducks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But J- Jumbo Joe, I can definitely see him. Would definitely debate whether or not to finally call it quits, getting finally getting a cup. Mm. So I, that, he's I, one. I, I would hate to see him go down as one of the greatest to not win a cup. Right, we already lost Ryan Miller to that. that yeah. Team, so. Yeah. I I just wish he didn't pick a team like Toronto because you know they can't get out of the first round. <laughs> <laughs> well, who knows? Like Bobo said, this might be their breakout year where they absolutely dominate their series. Yeah. Um. We'll get to I, that later, but yeah. I I feel like if Toronto can get past you know Montreal in the first round and Edmonton in the second. Because that's well, Edmonton, Winnipeg in the second. They have a good shot. Well, the thing that so, scares the thing that scares me about Edmonton is McDavid. McDavid and Drysdale Mc- together. Exactly. But again, think about it. But no offense. Besides those two, who do they got? They don't oh. have anybody stellar. I mean, Yam- Yamamoto's been doing decent. James Neal's been on and off. I um, mean, they have decent goaltending. Ryan Nugent Hopkins. 
Ryan Nugent Hopkins is again he's he's decent. he's a hit or miss. There there's definitely like very few like very little secondary scoring when it comes to that Edmonton team. Mm-hmm. No take take away it like Kyle said the dry side on McDavid. They don't really have much. And of the anything. only big defensemen they have are what Ethan Bear and Zach Cassian. Which well, well Cassian's a forward. You mean is not, Cassian a forward? Cassian, you're thinking of Darnell Nurse. Okay, Darnell Nurse and Ethan Bear. I mean those are the only two notable defensemen that they have. Yeah. Ethan Bear's still pretty young, I'm pretty sure. I think he believe he's younger 20s, probably right around the same age as we are. Um, Darnell Nurse, I think, is a little bit older. I want to say mid to, mid to upper 20s. But, but regardless, but, they still have a, a young saying, It's just one of those things, like, what if McDavid and Dreisaitl just ha- all, all it's going to take is for one game for them to lose that chemistry, and then it's gone for the rest of the series, and Winnipeg's yep. going to take it. Ethan Bear is 23. 23, okay. That's the hustle, yeah. And he was, very, you know, he was drafted recently. Drafted yes. 124th overall in 2015. 2015, okay. Wow. Yeah. So, damn it, yeah, they always kicked ass that year in drafting. Wow. McDavid, Ethan Bear. All right, uh, Kai, when I read off the central stats. Yep, moving on to central. Wow, this is one where uh, we all, I think we all I, struggled, I, I, we, I struggled I think poor, all very badly with this one. Very, struggled very much. Well, I, I think Bo was the most accurate with, with the standings at the yeah. end of the, the year. Shockingly, shockingly, t- Detroit did not finish in last. They tied with points overall for last because they had more regulation wins. They finished in seventh, just ahead of Columbus. Whoa! Wow. <laughs> Detroit fans are drinking now. Like, let's go! At least <laughs> not a basement team. Let's go! We're still a basement team, but we're on like the first couple of stairs up. <laughs> you got to um, about that. Ethan. One that I'm actually proud that I will get to it, but I got correct that being in the bottom four was Chicago. I, I knew I had a feeling. I knew they were going to struggle without Johnny Taze. And in Dallas, just missing the playoffs in fifth place, followed by in four to one Nashville, just squeaking at that playoff spot, and Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. Four to one of those teams, I think, being. A shockingly good team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, very surprisingly. I don't think anybody predicted them to do... They might have predicted them to do well, but not as well as they did. Four? One, oh. one point shy of that first, that Four, first I, I think, seed. I think Florida and Carolina are definitely the two shocking top two teams mm-hmm. in the... Mm-hmm. Not only the division, but the league. You'll kind of see that with my picks. Because um, coming in eighth was Detroit. And this I had Florida coming in seventh. Carolina six. Columbus just... Barely missing the playoffs, and then Nashville making it in. Dallas third, Chicago second, and Tampa first. Yeah, I had again. I had Chicago finishing dead last. I, I knew they were going to struggle without Taze, and they they definitely shown showed some signs of life mid season, mm-hmm. but then they just kind of they lost, fell off. They lost whatever spark really they had. If I'm going to be honest, going back to what you were saying about Florida, I would not be mad to see a Florida St. Louis Stanley Cup final. Is it, it's not possible because they're in the same division. Oh. No, we know they're not. No, or, they're, uh, they're, no, they're not. But yeah, if it happens, like, I don't know if it's I, possible. But I, I think based off, it, it all depends on what seeds like how yeah, the seeding ends up. Or working. even if they would go to the third round playoffs before the cup. Yeah, because that they Florida man, St. Louis and Florida both kind of they have very similar team like builds. Mm-hmm. You know, they both they're not on the hot seat this year, but. They each had their own separate challenges that put them in the, you know, top three, top four spots of the season. <laughs> Quick look, I just jinxed the hell out of that. We're literally just talking about how St. Louis has been hit with COVID and literally just came up on our TV screen. That David Prawn has been placed on the, the COVID-19 list. <laughs> wow. Sorry, David Prawn. We love you. <laughs> Sorry, man. But yeah, I had, I had Detroit. I had them doing better. I had them going in sixth. Um, 
But again, I had four to go yeah, in, in seventh. In any Detroit fans' freaking dreams. <laughs> yeah, I, I had Florida going in seventh, so that, that was that was a big, know. big, big oof on my part. Yeah. I had Columbus also in fifth, just missing the playoffs. I had Carolina going in fourth, Nashville going to third. I had Dallas finishing in second with Tampa Bay taking the division as well. I, I'm kind of similar to Kyle. I have Detroit taking the bottom, not too far behind, seventh place Chicago. I actually had Carolina going sixth. Really? Not so just like I did. Yeah, and then Columbus just missing again in fifth. Nashville in fourth. I actually had Florida in third. Dallas in second. And then Tampa as number one. So I, don't th- I think oh, j- good percentage of people probably predicted Dallas to be in the top four, if not top two Especially or three. since they were the runner-ups of last, last season. No, the two run the two runner ups or the two Stanley Cup finalists last season are now in the same division. See, so we the, won't be seeing a repeat of that. The thing with a lot of these upcoming teams, they they have one or two good seasons and then they drop again. Yeah, like Dallas, they had what, what did you guys say? They had two great seasons back to back. This is their drop year. Yeah, and it's one of those things it's, where it's, it's just, Stanley Cup hangover, like they say. The losing team always it, struggles mm-hmm. in the following year. It's just I feel like it's just gonna be. A rebuild, or a lot of times teams struggle together. They just have to find that chemistry that they can all work well together and just say, you know, one, they just have to, you know, instincts, you know. Yeah. So I had, of course, my Red Wings. I think my Red Wings taking the division. No. (laughs) No. You might have to go to a mental hospital if that happened. (laughs) <laughs> I, I have to go to a mental hospital to be a Red Wings fan. <laughs> uh, no, I had the Red Wings taking eighth in the division, which they held for a while. Let's put it that way. Um, I actually had the Blue Jackets in seventh. Wow, you and, almost almost nailed that. And then, I believe it or not, I had the Canes in sixth. Canes? Okay. I had the Canes in sixth because, again, they don't really have as far as like true standout players, they don't really have a whole lot of anything, and they've proven to I mean, far exceed that expectation. They have great players. They just don't have, I'd say, any top ten or top fifteen of right. the first players you would mention. Right, and then They're, consider their top six is not the top NHL ten or fifteen. Yeah. and then at number five, I actually had the Preds. Um, four. I had just four, missed them. Four to one. I had Florida. Chicago, um, Dallas, and Tampa. Yeah. I remember that was one thing that we all had in common. We all predicted Tampa to win, mm-hmm. or at least come at least in the top two. Yeah, for mine, for my from eight to one, I had Detroit in eighth, Chicago in seventh, Dallas in sixth, Preds just missing in fifth, Florida in fourth, the Canes in three, Lightning in two, and I had the Jackets taking it. Because I <laughs> could have been further off on that one. Um, but you definitely you know. nailed it with the stars. I mean, we we are remember we are all laughing at him and calling him crazy for putting them him, putting them that low. And, and look at it. I mean, considering now hey, they they just missed the playoffs. Hey, Bobo, and... you're dead on with the Red Wings. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. he's he's two for two Sean. for eight. Yeah. Sad. Mm-hmm. It's like my relationship status. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty minutes already. All right, let's move on to the Beastly East. Uh, Kyle, read the, the final standings for the uh, arguably the best division in the East. Um, honestly, very shocking. I did not expect the eighth place to do as poorly as they did. I don't think anybody did. Wow. Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Wow. Well, well, 
Uh, Buffalo being in eighth, followed by New Jersey, Philadelphia, New York, the Rangers, that is, the Blue Coats. And then the top four of the playoff teams are the Islanders, the Bruins, the Capitals, and your Pittsburgh Penguins taking the division. All right, well, I was kind of right with the bottom two. Buffalo and New Jersey. Big shocker there. Uh, then I had the Blue Coats, the two French teams being the Islanders and Pittsburgh. Then I had the top three is Philly, Washington, and Boston. 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 I had um, New Jersey coming in last. Um, the Islanders in seventh. Buffalo six. Rangers just barely missing the playoffs in five. Philly in fourth. Pittsburgh in three. Washington in second. And Boston in first. I had the same bottom four as you, just flipping around um, the Rangers and Islanders. I had the Devils coming in eighth, the Rangers coming in seventh, the Sabres coming in sixth, the Islanders and just missing the playoffs in fifth, followed by the Bruins, Flyers, Penguins, and Capitals. I think me and Kyle, for the most part, I think we kind of had some hope in Buffalo. I did have some hope in Buffalo. Like I, I don't have anything against them. I would consider them a, a close second team of mine because they're, I mean, they're right there next to us, only about a two-hour drive from us. Just under, but you know, you know, I was hoping for them to do a little bit better. You no, know, possibly not make the playoffs, but not be dead last in the entire league. I mean, <laughs> I, I, again, being you know on paper a, a pretty damn good team at the beginning of the season. Not Eric Stahl, it's always those on paper teams that don't do the greatest. Yeah. Just like Columbus and Double, those are a great team on paper. Just, just a like coach. Je- just like Jeffy <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Wow! Cheap shot. Yeah. Wow. No, no, he's got a point. He's, oh, good he, God! He, he came out of nowhere. Good <laughs> God! Good God! He's all, broken in half. They got all good point. You're uh, hey, your, your winner. Your winner of the fantasy pick. league was uh, your Shirley. Just had to point that out there. But anyway, shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, Jeffy's right on something. He gets uh, first pick next season. First so be careful. He's gonna pick McDavid. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ethan, what were your predictions? So I actually had the Devils in eighth. Um, yeah. so I, had just, like... I had the Devils in eighth. I had the Isles in seventh. Um, I then had Buffalo in sixth. The Flyers just missing the playoff I mean, spot. They, they kind of just, I mean, the top six in the East were all pretty close. Just those bottom and two that weren't four to one, close. I had the Bluecoats, the Bruins... Penguins and the Capitals. Nailed, nailed the top two, or top three, that is. I was kind of similar with yours, Kyle. I had Sabres and Devils bottoming out. I had the Isles in six, just because I didn't think they are going to do so hot this year. The Bruins in uh, fifth, the Flyers in fourth, and then my top three are the Bluecoats, the Penguins, and the Caps. For the most part, I think all of us, for the most part, had their top four. Just especially the top three, just yeah, out of had, order. had the at least three of the four same of the in the top four. No, no, I don't think anybody expected the Flyers to do as poorly as they did. I really thought they were going to do just as well as they did last year. But season. everybody could have said the same thing about Buffalo too. They yeah. expected Buffalo to do a hell of a lot better than they were, and they were the basement team. Of this For the first time in a couple years, they were actually considering them a playoff contender. And <laughs> we see where that went. Fifteen game. <laughs> oh no! Oh, eighteen. 18 game there was something yeah. I found on fucking Instagram earlier. It was. I need to pull it up because I got the absolute. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever freaking read. Uh, well, while he pulls it up, Bubba, why didn't we? We uh, that yeah. Do you think? <laughs> just do your thing. I just did. He did. Oh, he did. Yeah, we we all went through. Okay, I'll, I'll 
Carnation. Well, all right, let me ask you guys this. So, for the Washington-Boston series currently going on, who are your big guys to look for? Who are your big point scorers? Who are your big grinders? I, I, we, have, we had this discussion before. I said the number one difference maker in this series, and Tuker-esque. I don't think you can prove me wrong, is Tuka Rask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's no questions asked yeah. about it. It's going to be Rask. So, if he has one off game, then Washington's going to take it. Let's put it this way. So we were talking, we were kind of talking shit about Buffalo and how long it's been since they made the playoffs. The last time the Buffalo Sabres made the playoffs, Corey Perry scored 50 goals with the Ducks. Uh, Connor McDavid wouldn't be eligible for draft for another four years. Oh. <laughs> so he was what, like 13? 14? He was 14. So I think you're eligible he at was, 17, aren't you? He was 14. He's 16 eligible. Something like that. Yeah, he was like 13 or 14. And now it doesn't want to load. That makes me really sad. But there's a bunch of stuff. And, uh, oh, Louis Erickson tied Patrick Kane for points with 73. The Atlanta Thrashers were relocated to Winnipeg. (laughs) And finally, the biggest kicker that I thought was the funniest, Jeff Skinner was named Rookie of the Year. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Wow. And that was the last time that the Buffalo Sabres made the playoffs. Was Skinner with Buffalo at that time? No, he was still with Carolina. Carolina. Okay, I knew he was with Carolina. I couldn't remember if... But he was named Rookie of the Year the last time Buffalo made it to the playoffs. Insane. Over 10 years ago. Now here he is on Buffalo being benched every other game. (laughs) Wow. That's just... It's... Wow. I found that, and I thought that was absolutely hysterical. That's that's interesting for sure. (coughs) All right, moving on to our NHL Playoffs 2021 edition of the Bracket Challenge. Starting off in the north, just like we did for the standings updates. Uh, Starting off in the first series, we got Toronto taking on Montreal. I I have I have Toronto not struggling much. I have Toronto taking it in five. I do as well. I, I have, have Toronto taking it in five. I have them also. T- they're not gonna struggle. What's I said? Montreal might squeak away one or two games, but just with the way Toronto's been this year, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, Toronto's on fire this year. They've been on fire this year. Um, and just you know, I know the, the meme is Toronto can't get out of the first round, but <laughs> this I feel like this is the year where they are going to make a solid push towards that towards raising that oh, in the cup. Easy. I would actually really love that to see them. Raise Lord Stanley this mm-hmm. this season. Mm-hmm. Now you let know, me re- let me rephrase that. Sorry, uh, first seeded Toronto taking on the four seeded Montreal, because we know. have the second seeded Edmonton Oilers taking on the third seeded Winnipeg. I Jets. have a sweep in Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. I have a sweep for Edmonton. Really? Sweep I for do. Edmonton. I, do. I think a sweep for Edmonton. I have. I have it. Um. Edmonton. Actually, no. You know what? I think. Oh fuck! That's see, really tough. See, I was. I think gonna... Edmonton in six. Edmonton in six. Okay. See. It... So, here, here are my two. I have Montreal in six, again, for the pure meme of, you know, Toronto can't get out of the first <laughs> just round. Said and then uh, Edmonton in seven, just because, you know, they're both high score. They yeah. both have the same experience in goaltending. Yeah. It's just that, you know, Winnipeg will, oh, not in Winnipeg, Edmonton will just edge it out with, you know, the one two punch of Dry Saddle and uh, McDavid. I, I have, and, I mean, they'll. Winnipeg's going to put up a fight, but I have Winnipeg winning it in six. I mean, Edmonton, Edmonton winning six. it in six. The only... I, have, I have this game being a barn burner seven-game series. I got Winnipeg. Oh, really? Ooh, I have Winnipeg really? taking it in seven. I can honestly, the only way I can I see that is if maybe an overtime win. I've seen the first four going, um, the first three going back-to-back, like, for example, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Edmonton. And I'll have, like, Winnipeg taking the two to take a 3-2 lead. Edmonton tying it 
game six, and then game seven going back to Edmonton. Dude, can you imagine how fucking crazy that would be? Okay. The only way I can see the seven-game series for that, for those teams, are if, you know, someone has some dirty dangle and they end up game six or beating game six in overtime. Yeah. Like, because those are games where you don't, especially with Edmonton and Winnipeg, they're not low-scoring teams. Let's be honest here. Not at all. You know, I can see those games getting to, like, sixes and sevens, maybe even eights. I wouldn't even go as far as saying double digits. Can you imagine the? Can you imagine Edmonton and Winnipeg in an overtime Stanley Cup final game? Stanley Cup final or third not, round or third round? I'm third sorry. round. That would be beefy. In the future, yeah, this season it's not happening obviously because they're playing in the first round. Yeah. But we're right. gonna, let's go back to that Toronto Montreal series we discussed on doing this. Uh, who do you think are going to be the decision making players in that series? Oh, Definitely, easily, Austin Matthews. Um, uh, out, Mitch Marner. I wasn't yeah, saying Mitch Marner. Yeah, out, out of Toronto, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews. Uh, well, anybody in the top six can definitely be a uh, a decision maker. Whereas for if we go over to Montreal, that the defensive, well, not really the defensive core, but uh, Shea Weber. And assuming if Carey Price is healthy throughout the whole playoffs, he will be one. That's also that sounds like Carey, I mean, Carey Price for Montreal. Would that's going to be. I don't know though because that's really tough because he he's out on well he's out on concussion yeah. protocol blah, 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 but uh, he's out on concussion protocol right now. Well, again, that's assuming if Carey Price gets healthy and stays healthy. I don't think he will. That's as much. Listen, as much as I love Carey Price, and I would go as far as saying he's probably one of my top three or top four favorite goaltenders of all time. I don't see him staying healthy through the playoffs. I don't see it. Well, I see him. I see him maybe making it to game two, mm-hmm. and getting injured again, and then being out for the rest of the playoff game. What was yeah. he out for? Concussion. Concussion. But but you know they do have a good you know second string goaltender within Jake Jake Allen who's you know pr- pretty experienced. He's been doing really well. I was really surprised, especially on the Montreal team who doesn't have much on the blue line behind Shane yeah. Weber, but like. The other thing is, what does um, Montreal have for them to sweep? Really, they have Nick Nick, Nick Suzuki and Brendan Gallagher. Yeah, uh, Tyler Toffoli. Uh, they they really don't have yeah. much notable names past their <coughs> past their top six. See, I think that's what makes them so dangerous, though. They have all these young. I don't want to say kids. But they have all these young players well, that have, are kids to the NHL and. You know, they're full of energy. They're and full of life. They're ready think to of, rock and roll. Right. And another guy you got to think about with uh, Montreal is Thomas Tatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, him. he had his time and he had a good stint with uh, Detroit. Even when Larkin was a rookie, you know, those two worked together really well. And he's yeah. been actually doing really well for Montreal. Yeah. So, and for, for me, going back to Toronto, um, I'm going the same position for Deal breaker. If if Jack Campbell continue continue his stint that he's had throughout the regular season into it, the playoffs. Well, it depends if he gets to start over uh, Freddie Anderson. Isn't Anderson still injured though? No, he's no. Freddie Anderson's healthy. Is he healthy? Yeah. So then, it it depends which one of the two goalies they start. Will, yeah. will it be Freddie Anderson or will it be? Well, I mean, uh, even, put, even putting in Anderson, either way, it's going to be a goaltending battle in this series. If I'm going to be oh honest, yeah, if I'm going to be honest with you, I can see them starting someone like Jack Campbell. 
just to see how he does because he's not really at least a, for game well, one. Yeah, game he's one not game, really game, one game of two. those well-known goalies like Anderson is. So I can see them starting him off as mm. like game one, maybe even game two, just to get his feet wet and see how he does. And if he does good in game one and game two, keep be like, going, yeah. okay, we're gonna keep you in unless you really fuck up. Yeah, and yeah so it's gonna cause. I feel like the only. The only way that they would pull Jack Campbell out of goal for them, like Bobo just said, is if he colossally fucks up. Mm, yeah. And which just started his career, you know, the first twelve games of his career, he was what, eleven and one. Yeah. I think so. so yeah. it, and it might have been an overtime also. I think he was eleven oh and one to start his career, which is so ridiculous. As, as long as we see, you know, first part of his career, Jack Campbell, or if we see in we was see Was he just drafted this year or well, Wow. Was, it's his, his rookie year, but this is his rookie year. He was wow. drafted. Yeah, he was drafted back Excuse in nineteen, but he didn't get a time to shine until this past season. With, you know, with all I, I, you see, I just don't know that much about Jack Campbell. I mean, I've watched him play. He's a phenomenal goaltender, and I think he is going to make an even more phenomenal goaltender as he progresses throughout the years in the league. But like we've said, he's still young, you know, and he still has a lot. Now, now that we're getting closer to it. Who do you think Toronto is going to protect for their goalie for the expansion draft? Are they going to take and save Campbell, I, or are they going to save Anderson? I, I think, I it'll, I think that, I, it'll it'll depend on who does better in this playoffs. To be yeah. honest, well, yeah. well, well, uh, this playoffs has, is going to be the decision. It's kind of like the Penguins did back in seventeen. Murray formed a lot better, and they just and just based on age, it was an age thing too, which is, might be the same thing that Toronto does. Just take the I a, see. Age I over personally Canada. see them locking down Frederick Anderson. Yeah. I see them locking Frederick Anderson down. Yeah. Just for a simple, oh, oh fuck! So, here, he, hold on. If, if you go off of regular season versus, you know, all oh, regular season this past season, I think they have a better chance. Oh, they're gonna have a better chance with locking down Campbell, Campbell. versus Anderson. Now, unless if An- uh, Campbell fucking shits himself and Anderson does fantastic, they're they're gonna lock down Anderson. So this will obviously be Campbell's first Stanley. Ooh, excuse me. Stanley Cup playoffs, right? Yeah, yes. so, it, so it'll, it'll come down to how how well does each goaltender do yeah. in their Stanley Cup run? This is gonna be, oh, this is gonna be really interesting to watch unfold. See, you know I'm, what I'm really excited about this. I, I'm wondering if they're gonna go experience over age on this one. I mean, Jack Gamp, Jack Campbell's a great goalie. Don't get me wrong, but if I were the Montreal Canadiens, I mean, Toronto, I mean Toronto. Or Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Um, I would much rather have my guy who's seen battle. Yeah. Not because my biggest. Yeah. Feel, well, like, that was okay, kind of. Well, let's be honest here. We all grew up playing sports. It's this is like one of those things where it's like your first time going to a state tournament. You're anxious. You're nervous, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" That's kind of how he's gonna see it. He's gonna look at this game like, like "Holy crap!" I'm, he's gonna be like, "Holy I'm crap!" Star, I am starting a playoff game in the national. He's gonna. What I feel like, I feel like he's gonna shit the bed because he's so nervous. Where you have I mean, someone as I forget his name off the top of my head. You guys were just talking about him, Anderson. Frederick Anderson. Frederick Anderson. Where I, he's seen battle, he's seen all that combat, and he's like, "Oh, this is going to be a piece of cake. Let's freaking do it." Like I, the question I, I think what Bo was trying to get at is, are you going to pick the freshman, or are you going to pick the senior? Yes, the, the veteran that, senior. Ooh. Who knows? So which which it, I mean, we, I don't Bo, get t- Bo does get honestly have topic point, here, but <laughs> which honestly Bo does have a good points when For it sure. comes to that goaltender bender uh, battle. Goaltender bender. Goaltender bender. Tender bender. So hey, so hey, is a goaltender bender if they run into each other? 
Moving on, to, <laughs> moving on to Edmonton and Winnipeg. I think, yeah, we already did this, but uh, breakout players for the Edmonton-Winnipeg series. Obviously, Edmonton, you got to go with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Yes. The, reason, the reason I have Winnipeg taking this in seven, what if there is just a single game where McDavid and Dreisaitl don't have that connection? It's over. Uh-huh. I, I think it, what, they have. They will have to stay on each other constantly that entire series. I would go as far as saying like Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid, as far mm-hmm. as player connectivity in the league, they're two of the most connected players. Absolutely. Without question. Like, well, I, I think if you really break it down, that break that series down, what it comes down to is a goaltender matchup. Yes, because which goaltender will outperform the other yeah. to carry that team past his first round into that? This is going to be a yeah. really well. This is going to be a game changing playoff series Absolutely. because instead of it being carried by you know your top three or your top two lines or whatever, uh, I feel like this whole series, whether it. No matter what division, it's going to be primarily carried by the goaltenders. For sure. Yeah. Well, here you got Hellebuck for Winnipeg and Mike, Mike Smith for yeah. Edmonton, assuming that Mike Smith's going to start. So here's so, my question for you guys: Who then. is Edmonton's backup goalie? Kosminen. Kosminen. So I guess my question for you guys is: uh, McDavid and Drysaddle have such a good connection. Would you put one on one line, one on the other, and get everybody comfortable no, with them? They've been no, doing, they've been together all season. Well, splitting here, them up the here's the only ever. reason why I'm saying this. But because if st- you have a stud on one line, you have a stud on the other line, and you can get both like the wingers to their level, you have two solid lines that are unstoppable. But yeah. at if the same, the- but at the same time, you got to think. You know, and this comes down to the coaching staff and the GM. Not saying that they're not going to be like, all right, we're going to move Leon to second or third line, which would be absolutely ludicrous. But uh, I could see them possibly moving at least Leon to at least second line or third line even. I don't think as far as third. I'd say second for sure. I'd say second. Keep them them in the top six for sure. Just But at the fact of... It keeps him a little bit more fresh. That's, you know what I'm saying? He's not directly starting off on playing. So say McDavid, say McDavid were to get fucked up or he were to get hurt or he were to get whatever, they still have a backup, the backup firepower in Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. That's how I could see that them possibly thinking about splitting them. Yeah. Is the, the thing fact is, can, that, can those two players themselves, whether they're on the same line together or not, can those who continue to carry the entire team through the entirety of the playoffs like they did the regular season? It's going to be really tough. It's going to be really... It's going to be... Playoff hockey is completely different hockey. It's, it's going to be tough, but do I think that they have the potential to pull it off? Yes. yes 100, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I can definitely... There is going to be that one game where they just don't have their rhythm, and that is going to be the decision-making, possibly decision-making game seven. Well, well I, I think aside, like, taking out that, that factor, like, which goalie is going to be, you know, which goalie will shit themselves? Because, like, as soon as one goaltender has a bad game, has, you know, that's in, you know, three or four goals, you know, that that might give the other team the momentum in order to fucking demolish, yeah. you know, the other team. I feel like this whole playoff, I feel like these whole playoffs 
are going to be whether your goalie is good or not. Yeah, this is That's a, definitely going to be a goalie, like, a goalie playoffs. Like, look sure. at the current, the first game of the playoffs that's on right now, Boston and Washington. You know, these are two of the top dogs in the league, and yeah. these are, like, the best of the best. And we're looking at it, and a lot of people look at it like it's nothing, and then you realize, oh, shit, one of the top dogs are going home, you know, in four to seven games. Yeah. And it's like, that's what surprises me. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, like I just said, could you imagine if Washington or Boston or whoever goes home the first seed and you don't have to deal with them the rest of the year? You know, for me coming from a Penguins fan, I'd love to see either or go home because, you know, I, I think I want Boston more to win just because I don't like Washington. But at the same time, I don't like Boston. We'll right. kind of get into that more once we, once we get, get to, to the that. East. When we get but to that. But moving on to your second round. So I would have Toronto and Winnipeg, and I have Toronto moving on to the third round. Yeah, I actually have uh, Edmonton and Montreal moving on the second round with Edmonton moving on, with, without a doubt. Yeah. I you know, had Edmonton I, going on, advancing. I had Edmonton and Toronto, and I had Edmonton move it, taking it. I also had uh, Edmonton and Toronto, but I feel like... I would like to see Toronto take it. It's just everybody, the, you know, it's a, like Colin said, the pure meme image of Toronto not making it past the first round. I think this is the year where they break that meme and actually push even closer to lo- raising one standard. I like how he went immediately from stereotype to just straight up meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, I mean, not not saying Toronto's a bad team at all. They're they're a good team. I mean, they're they're a dangerous team. It's just that they fall under the curse of. First round exit or second round exit or whatever whatever they do. Right. Moving on to the beastly west, the West division. The we west. have Colorado taking on St. Louis. I have Colorado not struggling much. I have Colorado taking it in five. I actually am with Kyle and having Colorado on five. See, I say Ooh, that's gonna be really tough. I said St. Louis in five. Louis. I actually said Colorado in seven. I had Colorado in six. Six, okay. So we're all over the board. I, we're, I, um, oh, four of the five of us had Colorado. The only reason... What's, what's I, your reasoning for St. Louis? Because they're just one of those upcoming teams that... People, they're, one of, they're the underdog this year. And, you know, yeah. a, a lot of times with sports, the underdogs are the one that people are scared of. Because they don't... Like, the Blues don't make appearances as much as the uh, I mean, Knights. they did win it two years ago. Well, I'm saying in the past, they haven't made, besides the cup win a few years ago, they haven't made it much, you know, prior. Yeah. And they're just one of those teams where they kind of fell off after the cup win. Mm-hmm. All right, as we, as we were saying, yeah, Colorado, I haven't taken it in five. You were saying, Bobo, about what you think? St. Louis, like I said, <coughs> excuse me, St. Louis is just one of those underdog teams that I feel like a lot of the NHL does not have confidence in. I mean, it's, it's not like they just won the cup two years ago. Well, it's one of those things where they kind of fell off since the cup one. I mean, I, as much as I I respect St. Louis and not saying they don't have you know a good team, it's just do they have the team now that they did two years ago? When that's they won the cup? kind of what I'm getting to. I say they they lost their captain to to Vegas, mm-hmm. so that you know. Well, that was that was kind of what I was gonna say. It's. 
They've lost a lot of good players to the expansion draft or just trades in general. And now you look at it, and that's kind of why I classify them as the underdogs. They're definitely, I feel like, an underdog team as, least, as far as this year goes. But yeah. it's just, I don't know. They're, I don't see them being able to take it. Yeah. But who... Are we seeing the mostly the blow up for this series, like the watch, the more watch? Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, absolutely. If Nathan McKinnon can perform as well as he, he didn't perform stupendous this regular season yeah, as he, he did, did last season. Well. He last, did well. last season he was incredible. I'm also going to say Ryan O'Reilly got the blues. Ryan O'Reilly the blues. Just because he just he's one of those. The players. only reason I can see St. Louis taking is if we see the same Jordan Bennington that we saw mm-hmm. in the 2019 playoffs. When they won the cup, if Bennington Bennington plays as well as he did in 2019, San Luis is going to take this in six games. But I, I have Colorado I th- taking it in five, like I said. I think Colorado will take the win seven. All right, moving That's on. Maybe moving on to the Vegas Golden Knights in the Minnesota Wild, the two and three seeded, um, second seeded Vegas, third seeded Minnesota. I had Vegas as well in five. Vegas in five. Yep. I had Vegas in five. I had Minnesota in seven again. Ooh. I also have an upset with Minnesota taking in seven. See. Kind of unlike what Bobo said with the the um, St. Louis. Louis being the underdog, Minnesota is, is definitely another, yeah. is definitely the ones that are yeah. definitely the underdog. The main re- two main reasons that Minnesota is even here: Kirill Kaprizov and Cam Talbot. Like Cam Talbot had absolutely oh, like, amazing no. season. See, the only I, I I kind of have to disagree with you guys. I have Vegas and six. Not not taking any credit away from them. So we're know. we're split down the middle there. Good. Just because, you know, one Vegas has, you know, that uh, amazing goal tandem uh, between Nenner and Fleury. Yeah. But they do have a, a solid defensive structure. They have a solid the, team in general. Well, yeah. But I, I'm just talking about the back end. Yeah. I mean, that, that, the de- defense is what's going to carry you to fucking championships. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's... Wait, Almost and, common and, sense. And regardless of which goaltender you put in or what, mm-hmm. who you put on the blue line for Vegas... They're gonna help you win games, and yeah. they're gonna help you carry you to the, to the goal, the cup. Mm-hmm. Which that's sure. you know. All right, moving, trying to move this on a little bit quicker. Don't want to speed through too quickly, but moving on to the second round. So my second round matchup, I have the first seeded Colorado Avalanche facing the third seeded Minnesota Wild. I got Colorado taking it. Yeah, um, I feel like Colorado. It's almost gonna be a sweep. Yep. I feel like it'd be a. Sweep. I wouldn't say sweep. I mean, they they don't let you do games for second round and third fourth round. But I, I can see that them pushing six. I don't see it going as far as seven. No, um, I definitely don't. I also don't see a, a sweep going. I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to screw with you guys. Um, I have Colorado Vegas with, in the second round, with Vegas taking it in seven. That's, in, in, in overtime. I in actually. Overtime. Because that, that good old, you know, the, the good matchup between the top two teams in the division, obviously with Colorado winning the, the President's Trophy. That that's gonna be a tough battle. It's gonna be you know one goal games and overtime with the major- well, majority of the games going overtime. So that's gonna be a really intense. That'd I be a really intense. Three were calling like who the matchups are being, but Colorado will win it in seven. It, it it's just it's it's gonna be a tough series. I mean, regardless of who who comes out on that, whether it's you know like Jeffy's at Colorado or myself seeing Vegas, it's. It's it's gonna be a tough series, especially with Grubauer, and then of course, like Colin said, with the two um, one hit punch with Leonard and Flurry. Yeah, I have St. Louis and Vegas. 
with St. Louis, or not St. Louis, uh, Vegas taking it in six. Okay, okay. I and the and going back to what you guys were saying about the seven game series, the only way I can see that is like we said the series before. If one of the goalies choke or something happens, they or they lose an overtime game, and it's you know game five or game six, and it's just one of those things yeah. where a goalie chokes in overtime. Flirt, and Flurry takes one step too far to the left, and a, a goal trickles by him, and the end exactly. game ends nothing. You know? Exactly. It, it's good. Either way, that's. I think I don't think there's a single series in this entire playoffs that is going to be a walk in the park. No. no. Oh no. Even even no. if even if for example, say Colorado sweeps past St. Louis, St. Louis they're, I can see every game being like a one goal game. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they're gonna but, fight. Yeah. All right, we're gonna move on to the Central Division. The first seeded Carolina Hurricanes taking on the fourth seeded Nashville Predators. I had Carolina six. I also I, have Carolina six. I said Carolina in five. I had Carolina in five. I'm sorry, well, God. I had Carolina in five as well. As much as I respect, you know, Pekka and you know UCF, I, I don't see them going far with Carolina with how solid of a team. Speaking of, Carolina the has. question is, it's gonna sound ridiculous, but the fans in Bridgestone are fucking crazy. We know that. Are they gonna be able to get to the heads of Carolina, the goaltenders? Enough to be able to push us to seven games, if not take the series. No, I don't. I don't think so. No, no, no. I mean, looking at Carolina with the home ass advantage, I mean they're they're going to take an easy three two, three two lead into Game Six in Nashville, with Carolina definitely pushing it to, to to win the series. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's going to be a really entertaining. Oh yeah, series. it's oh, going to be yeah. a great one. I, sure. I I think with that series, it you know what it comes down to is you know who is home ice man. Oh, who's on home ice. And who does damn well in in that series? On home ice that series because Pekka obviously does you know fantastic with you know on on home ice. But if if you go back to the twenty seventeen Stanley Cup final between Pete's, Pittsburgh and Ashburg, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> it's a Pittsburgh. Well, obviously Pekka did fantastic in th- uh, games three and four against Pittsburgh, but. Pulled in game five and looked stellar in game six as well. But yeah, my, minus those two goals in the last 90 seconds of the game. One of them being an empty netter, so you can't can't blame them on that one. But Yeah, but then one goal in on how many shots. Yeah. So. All right, moving on to the battle of the Sunshine State. The second second seeded Florida Panthers against the third seeded Tampa Bay Lightning. I have Tampa taking it in oh. six. I have Tampa in six. I have Tampa in six. I have Tampa in seven. Seven, Ooh. okay. I would actually have to agree with Colin and say Tampa in seven. So, all right. You... So, I mean, if going actually, into the mindset you know of Florida. No. Hold on. Really looking at it now, I would actually say Florida in six. Florida in six. That's what I was say, getting in the mindset of Florida, they haven't been in the playoffs since, what, 2016? I believe uh, 2016. Yeah. Last time they made the playoffs. Right. Florida's... So they're going to be in that mindset like, we've gone this far, we're not stopping now. Yeah, and they're well, going to be fighting and clawing again every well, single game of this what, series. When's the last time that Florida actually won a playoff series? Won a playoff series? Oh Man, God, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. think that was in any of our lifetimes. Probably not. I mean, they've only been around since what? 2000? 2001? They haven't been a franchise for too long. I know that much. And the but, fact that with Tampa, they're getting back Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, in this that's series. going to be a big boost for, for him. Sure. But I definitely a healthy Vasilevsky. He's I know he rested like the last two or three games. They started McIlhenny, and so yeah, he's a fully healthy, ready to go Vasilevsky. No, I, I say no question. Tampa's going to take this. 
Mm-hmm. Florida will squeak out a game or two, maybe even three, and push it to game seven, but Tampa Bay's taking this. Moving on to the second round, I would have the Carolina, I think we all do then, Carolina facing Tampa Bay. Yep. Ooh. I have Carolina. I have Carolina. I have Carolina going to the third round. I actually have Tampa. I, I'm going to say Carolina for a simple fact that, again, they're kind of, we've been throwing around the word underdog a lot this episode, yeah. and they really are as the underdog team as far as Both Central Carolina and I don't think anybody were. projected them to finish first in the division. No, I mean, God no. They just barely squeaked out. They had one point more than Florida. I think I had them in fourth just squeaking into the yeah, playoffs. We I don't even think I, 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 don't even think I had them in a playoff spot. Uh, last time Florida made it out of the first round was uh, 1996. 96. When they lost the Stanley Cup final. Ooh. So I was right. It wasn't in any of our lifetimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just, I, have, I also have Carolina on Tampa. Tampa squeaking out. Squeaking it? That's, that's gonna be I'm, I'm the odd one out here. No, no so, Ethan, you also said Carolina. I said Carolina. So that's gonna be on our heading series either way. Through the gritty offense and defense and the the men between the pipes, which yeah. this is gonna be a nail biter of freaking oh, for sure. The whole no, playoff is gonna be nail biters. I you mean have, you have Vassy for uh for Tampa and then who's Blue- Carolinas? You guys know who's starting? Morazic. Peter Morazic. Yeah. Peter Morazic. So between yeah, those are two outstanding goaltenders as it is. And I'm I'm really happy that actually Peter Morazic went to Carolina because he's been doing far better with Carolina than he ever did with Detroit. So I mean, so does everybody. <laughs> you know, I really want to argue that that's really true. <laughs> no, no, uh, Kyle's got a point. Looking at well, looking at Anthony Mantha too. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on to debatably the best division in the league, the East. The Beast League. We got uh, Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the New York Islanders. The first seeded Penguins taking on the four seeded Islanders. Pens and five. Pens and six. I have Pens and six. I have Pens and six. I have Pens and seven. I mean, it's going to be one of those things like. Pittsburgh got swept by the Islanders in 2019. They're going to want that vengeance. They're like, we're not going to let they're you guys beat us again. I, I really feel like Especially with, with how well they played in the second half of the season. Yes, the second half we played the basement teams the yeah. majority of the second half of the season. But it just shows that we we know what we're doing. I mean, when it comes to playing big teams, we do struggle. I think that... But just because it is the Islanders and how much we struggled with them two years ago, we're going to be fighting to the... Fighting to the bone, taking that series. I think the key, you're, you're not you're not beating us in our home arena again. I think the key mm-hmm. thing of this, well, just for this whole series playoffs for the Penguins is is everyone going to stay healthy? Well, yeah. it's, obviously with uh, Malkin and Smith being out, that that does kind of take a, 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 a that's know, a course, uh, tur- turbo Turbo Tanov also still being benched, but I, Gino has been. I mean, he, of course Tanev. hasn't been. You pra- didn't practice the other day, no. but he's. Been somewhat coming back to. See, I think it's that, but also I think it's the penguin. It's you know, the penguins also kind of struggle with team chemistry a lot. There's always a lot of loose passes, a lot of loose yeah. change to pick as up. As much as I hate to hate even, agree with you, I have even to agree with you. even if it's you know the defensive core going up to the offensive core. There's always loose change, or there's always something. Somewhere where the Penguins can kind of get better on. Yeah, yeah. And if the Penguins can, like Jeff said, if the Penguins can stay healthy, and if they can also break down their chemistry and just stay focused. Because I feel like the Penguins get too distracted. 
they I kind of distracted. They just they struggled aren't with playing to their full potential. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think what it comes down to is you know who has the better of the, the of depth scoring. You know which, which team will will do better. You know. The bottom six versus the top six. Well, and I feel like this goes for not only this year, but any year in general. When it comes to be playoff time, that is not the time to be pulling any punches. That is the time to go full bore, not really care about other people's feelings. Tom Wilson. Um, (laughs) No, he's got a point. Speaking of Tom Wilson, moving on to the Washington Capitals taking on the Boston Bruins. I have Boston in six. I have Washington in seven. I have Washington in seven. I have Washington in six. I also have Boston squeaking out in seven. So, so I, 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 I have three so, third-seeded teams taking out the second-seeded teams. The only reason I put Boston is because Washington is kind of like Pittsburgh. Where they're uh, struggling to stay healthy this year. Yeah. Look at Ovi both, and Oshie. And both of their top dog players have been out. The past well, one. Oshie oh, wasn't out. Ovi was out for a little bit. Oshi, I don't think Oshi ever went down. I thought Oshi no. was out with a concussion. No, for a while. no, he, nope. he was out for one or two games, but that okay. was it. And you know, Tom, but, Tom, Tom Wilson can stay out of the fucking penalty box and stay out of yes, suspension. That's the other thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try and not get any suspensions, and I'm not gonna get fined. <laughs> two, um, two months later, it's fair that um right now their most healthiest. Goaltender right now is Anderson right now. After yeah, because Voracek just got v- hurt. Vanessek, I still don't know how to v- Vanacek, Vanessek, however you pronounce it, went down in the first period after giving up the first goal. Yeah, he didn't play the last six minutes and fifty seconds of the, the first, first period. period. Yeah, and, and now we're so in can, overtime. Craig Anderson hasn't seen NHL action in how long? It's been a while. It's oh God! Been it's been. I, a I don't think. Minute. I don't think he saw action in the regular season. I don't. Think I don't think he did. I, I might Maybe be wrong. He might have, might have seen a couple minutes after somebody getting pulled. When Samsonov was injured, maybe Vanessa got pulled at one point. He played a little bit, but I wasn't paying too close of attention to see that. Yeah. And moving on to the second round, I have the Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Boston Bruins. I have the Penguins taking it. I have the Penguins taking it in seven. It's going to be tough. I have the Penguins taking Boston in seven. And actually, again, going back as far as eight years ago in the 2013 Conference Finals when Boston swept Pittsburgh. I think we haven't seen each other in the playoffs since then. I think, honestly, so, I think Boston's going to take it. Boston. And that's for the fact that... I, w- I would not disagree. I would not disagree with you. This is going to be a tough series. Well, and hear me out on this. And I don't really know how to put this. I feel like Boston has been better since... Zdeno Chara went to Washington, mm-hmm. and they put Patrice Bergeron in that C spot. Give him the C here. Yeah. I I feel like he's that, definitely proved it. That he oh my it. gosh, he is far worth it. <laughs> yeah. I would. I was. I was honestly aiming a little bit more towards uh, Voracek, Jakub Voracek, to get the C. Uh, he's Philly. Is he? Yeah. Voracek oh, is Philly. Yeah. I'm retarded. Um, <laughs> we know. We knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but I was. I don't know. There were a couple of... I would have liked to have seen even a guy like David Krejci get yeah. the C. Yeah. I feel like he was another one who's kind of proved it. I don't. As long as it's not the rat, I don't care. But yeah, if, I definitely think Boston would take it, but they would make it a seven-game series. The thing is with the Penguins, we have only seen playoff Tristan Jari once. Yeah. One game we saw playoff Tristan Jari, and he did really, really well. He only gave up one goal. So but what hell will he do in an entire series, two series, as far as the Penguins well, end up going? I forget off the top of my head. Who's the Penguins' backup? Casey Smith. Casey Smith, but he's Casey out right Smith. now. Okay. 
So, um, well, as of so, as of this moment, it's Maxime Legacy. Well, my question is how we were talking about earlier, age over experience or experience over age. Do you think if like they'll let the Smith start one game to get his feet wet? I mean, I mean, again, well, the Smith is out. That's or, or not the Smith Legacy. Well, Jari just. Do you think they'll let him start? Jari's going to get the start. Like, that's yeah. no question, unless he literally gets injured in practice tomorrow morning. But yeah, like, but that's Jari's but the likely the of that is slim to none. Slim to none, borderline <laughs> none. I, I think I got to change the topic a little bit. Uh, I actually am a little different from you guys. I actually have uh, Pittsburgh and Washington in the second round with Pittsburgh yeah. taking them in seven. I also. I mean, how many times call. have we seen Pittsburgh and Washington in the second round? We know we all know well, what happens. I mean, I mean, all, Pitt, almost Pitt, every time. Almost. I mean, Pittsburgh's only lost to Washington in the second round two times in the history of both yeah. both franchises. Yeah. With, I, I got to go with Pittsburgh. And, like I said, Pittsburgh in seven. So. Yeah. Yeah. Just because of the experience. Just because of the experience between both teams, Pittsburgh does have the experience of going going all the way yeah. versus Washington. Mm-hmm. So again, it'll be it'll be in seven, but it's going to be a really intense another, seven. Another game. one of those every like every Penguins Capital Series is man. One point every time it's to the bone, like dead even every game. There's no, I don't think there's been a single well, and that's out because in if you really think well, about I, it, and I think I think the biggest blowout was uh, Game Seven of the oh oh nine. The Penguins won like seven to one, six to six, one, something like that. Uh, six to two. Six to two. Okay. I, I think that was the that's biggest, been the biggest goal deficit or the point deficit. Well, and you gotta kind of look at the player mentality and how these players play between the two captains, between Sidney Crosby and Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. You know, they both. I shouldn't say they both have very similar playing styles, but they are very. Offense forward players like they are. I I think the biggest thing, obviously, like Ethan said, was uh, Sid versus Ovi. But like, how well will will the players play behind him? Yeah. You no, know, uh, you you gotta look at the other matchups. You know, Malkin versus Backstrom. You gotta look at Carlson versus Tang. How well will you look at Oshi versus Brian Russ? I, how, I how well will those ooh. other players, those those secondary players, play behind Sid and Ovi? See, what, will one step up and, and match up versus the other, or will one, you know, kind I of feel shit like, themselves? Well, and I feel like in that case, it would be the perfect time for a younger player like Brian Rust or even Jake Gensel or somebody to really step up and prove. <laughs> the, Jake Gensel's already proved that he's got playoff magic. He's oh, my God. Two, two, three like, times and, already now. Well, it's but, not but even. Who, who else will, will step up and, and, but and I'm do saying, it? But I'm saying he might even be able to go get a pair of balls. Well, I shouldn't say a pair of balls. I shouldn't say that. But, like, he might prove that he's ready to go up against a guy like Nick Backstrom, TJ Oshie, uh, even going as far as going up to Ovi, because, you know, those are all guys who have that playoff experience and who have the experience of raising Lord Stanley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... I feel like this is going to be the perfect series for like these younger players who are still around five years into their career. I mean, the Penguins have not seen the Penguins and Capitals have not seen each other in the playoffs since the Capitals raised the cup. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. We're going to see what happens. See, I I think it, when I was thinking of pairings, the first two that came to my mind were Aston Reese and Wilson. Yeah, because yeah, well, here, two, well, here's two big, my big goons. Here's that was my reason. I mean, say if, te- if Teddy Bluger is able to get 
that or Teddy Booger. Just face. well, just because you know they're both not afraid to lower their shoulder if the other guy has the puck. If Tom Wilson has the puck, Tom Wilson's going through the pucks glass. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. They're gonna break. I guarantee you, in one of these Wests or the East series, one piece of pucks and glass is going to be broken. I wouldn't doubt it. It's both series are ridiculous. So, all right. I so mean, we're gonna move on. Get this over with. The final four. I have would be the first seeded Colorado Avalanche and the fourth seeded Pittsburgh Penguins. I got Colorado going to the Cup final. Colorado. Colorado. My, that's yeah. gonna be in game. I think game six. My my final four is completely different than Kyle's. I have a uh, Vegas as the number one seed versus the number four seed Edmonton. Yep, that's so. That's who I have. I have Vegas and Edmonton, and I have Edmonton taking it in five. Is Edmonton going all the way to the Cup final? Yes. Wow. And then my other series, I have Carolina and Toronto. This is where I have Toronto's historic run ending. I have Carolina taking it. And then I have... So um, I, have, I have my Stanley Cup final as Colorado and Carolina. Oh, dude. Okay. I, I'm also different. Um, my number two seed being Pittsburgh... A number three seed being Pittsburgh. Oh, not Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh playing Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pittsburgh versus Tampa, with uh, Pittsburgh came, taking it in seven as well. See, I have oh, I have Pittsburgh at Edmonton. I have McDavid versus uh, Crosby in the final in the oh. Cup final, and I have Edmonton taking it in six. It'd be Tampa versus, and with my choice, it'd be Tampa and um, Edmund, Edmonton. Correct? Yeah. Um, I would have um, Tampa winning it and um, that one in Game 7. And then, of course, I see Colorado end up winning the Stanley Cup. I have, again, Colorado and Carolina in the Stanley Cup Final. I have Colorado raising the cup. Nathan McKinnon finally raising something. Raising something, yeah. Raising the cup. <laughs> Raising something. <laughs> Raising something. It's a, it's a thing. It's a cup. It's a trophy. <laughs> I have uh, a Vegas and Pittsburgh in the cup final with uh, Pittsburgh taking it just because of the experience with the whole Pittsburgh team versus, you know, Vegas. Their, their biggest experience is, you know, Flurry with, you know, yeah. is, is three cups in Pittsburgh. Uh, which, it, it'll be a, a, a tough, a touch, tough matchup, but I mean, I mean... Yeah, it's like I said, it's, it's gonna be a tough matchup. So before the end of the scoring, uh, we'll have to give Washington credit to get into the the, the first win of the uh, twenty one playoffs, uh, in overtime against the Boston Bruins. Shout out to T.J. Oshie for again the uh, the game winning goal here. Yeah, we we mentioned I mentioned before T.J. Oshie man, he's he's one of my favorite players in the entire he's league. Phenomenal. Whether or not he's a Capital or not, mm-hmm. we're not big Capitals fans, but I've always always yeah. always loved T.J. Oshie. Oh, yeah. he, he's, he's a the grinder one, for sure. He's the one that got me into the game of hockey in that 2014 shootout against oh, what, Russia. See, I have I have a little bit different though. My the one that got me into hockey was back in the early 2000s when I was a wee lad. And then I was watching uh, guys like Thomas Holmstrom and mm. Pavel Datsuk. Is it? I first started watching hockey in the 2010 uh, Olympics when mm. Crosby scored the golden goal in the final game against USA and Canada. But when I really, really started religiously getting into hockey was TJ Oshie. Mm. Like he's he's one that has got me into the sport. 
See, I nothing but respect for the man. I love him. I personally didn't start getting into the sport of hockey until probably seventeen or eighteen when I started going with these guys to the local Erie Otters games because these guys have season tickets and they'd have a season ticket. They'd be like, "Hey, Bobo, you want to go?" And I'm like, "Sure, why not?" And they literally would sit there and they would teach me the game. You know, I would sit there acting like not knowing what's going on. These four amazing guys would be like, "Oh yeah, that's what this, 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 and this means." And I started getting into it, watching guys that are four, th- three, four years younger than you just yeah. doing amazing things. And it's yeah. I mean, yeah, for an look at Connor McDavid, the ex-Erie Otter. Yeah. I mean, what well, we so we can pretty much say we've been watching that kid play since he was fifteen. Absolutely, it's insane. Since his rookie be. Otters year. Yeah. He's either fourteen or fifteen when he was a rookie with the Otters. I think so. he was. Yeah. I think he was 15, yeah. Because, yeah, I think he was 15. Played because for three seasons, four yeah, seasons? three seasons. Three. Yeah. Because I think the year after he grew, I think he graduated in 16, and the year after he got drafted. He, he graduated in 15, got drafted. Like, he, he, like yeah. a month later. Uh, he, oh, okay. he graduated the year before Ethan lighted. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. I, thought he got, I thought he graduated the year before I did. All right, so that'll wrap up week, what, 18? 18, 18, 18, 18 of, you know. Four and a half months into this. Yeah. Four and a half months of whatever the the hell this is. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, if you guys aren't following us on any social media platform, you know what the buck you doing, guys. We're wait eighteen weeks into it. I mean, uh, get her done. You're, you're still Be like Larry the Cable Guy and get her done. Get Literally, her done. just about any any social media: TikTok, Twitter, uh, Twitter. Soon, soon to be Twitch. You know, we're obviously on, we're on fa- the Facebook page. So, what what are you doing? You got to get to it. Get get the buck on it, man. So, thanks, guys! Woo!